So we have an interesting thing, I think, to keep in mind. To whom much is trusted, much is expected. And be weary, be prepared. You know, in doing research uh, and talks and reading the comments that I get, something quite interesting occurred to me the other day, and it was from a comment that somebody had written on YouTube, and the more I looked into it, and it, it, it seems to be alarmingly um, important. You know, Christianity is made up of three sects. Catholicism, Orthodoxy, and Protestantism. Now, we know the Catholic faith has the trueness of the faith. And what nation is called the first daughter of the church? First daughter of the church and probably the most paramount location of, Christ of Catholicism in the Middle Ages was France. Of the world's most recent revolutions that you could see Satan behind, let's look at who he's attacked. First was France in the French Revolution, overthrowing the church, turning to the ironic term of the Enlightenment, basically discarding the need for God. And France was overrun with secularism. Satan attacked that because that was the basis of Catholicism, France. So Satan attacked the French Revolution. What was the next great of the revolutions? Russia. What is Russia the home of? The Orthodox Church. The Orthodox Church, the heart of Russia, was the Orthodox Church. Satan came in with communism, anti-atheism, anti-Christian activity. The Bolshevik Revolution came in and attacked Russia, the home of Orthodoxy. Now, what's the remaining part of Christianity is Protestantism. What is the home of Protestantism or where is the basis of the most of the world is right here in the United States. We Catholics know we have the fullness of the truth, but pure numbers, there's actually more Protestants. Now, the Catholic Church in the United States is the largest church, but there are 40,000 Protestants. So if you put them together, their number is actually greater than the number of Catholics in the United States. And now we are being attacked. So the message of this is to be weary because the thief has come in the night. The thief has arrived at our front door. The thief is here to strip us before we even realize what is happening, just like in France, just like in Russia. It happened like that. It happened basically overnight. And we here in the United States are sleeping. We're sleeping as this thief is ready to steal us blind, strip us of, of our Christian morals and our foundation. We are more occupied now with what personal pronoun to use than the fact of worshiping our God or maintaining our religious freedoms. We're more concerned with redefining marriage or taking life in the womb than we are standing up for those basic tenets of God's teaching. So we have to be weary because the thief in the night has arrived. Have we been ready? So this third great revolution attacking, is attacking right here. 
And Jesus is saying, to whom much is given, much is expected, we should know better. We were built on freedom, yet now our freedom's being taken away. We were built on the souls of those in the founding fathers who broke their backs to give us a land where we could worship for free. We could worship in freedom. Part of that in the founding of our country was the martyrs we celebrate today, right? The great martyrs of Isaac Jogues and St. John de Babeuf and companions. In fact, the story's right up the road from us. If you're here in this area, as I mentioned before Mass, you can visit the North American Martyr Shrine and come here. The story is really amazing, so I want to just finish with a few points about this because this is what was given to us that we cannot lose. You know, one of the, um, let's talk about um, Isaac Jogues. Isaac Jogues was one of the first missionary priests into the New World. You know, he was the first one ever priest in Manhattan. Boy, what a change, right, from what he saw to n till now. But anyway, he was, as I said, martyred right here in Orysville near us at the North American Martyr Shrine. Now, what happened when he came, he came to minister or to do ministry to the, um, to the Huron Indians who were at war with the Mohawk Indians. Well, anyway, when he came, sickness had come to the tribe, probably from the smallpox uh, disease, I think, and there also was a real famine among the crops. So the people were very, um, very concerned because they were getting sick, the crops were down. This was a true calamity. So what did they do? They blamed Isaac Jogues because they thought he was a sorcerer. So of course, they're gonna blame him. So they were determined to get vengeance on him. And, um, and they thought he cast a spell on the nation. So this is why they came after him. Now the warriors, the um, Indian warriors were sent to capture him, but he continued. He was coming down from Quebec right here to the Orysville area near us, like I said, about 45 minutes away. And in the meantime, the Iroquois met him near Lake George. Now, if you haven't been to this area, Lake George, I've only been there once. It's incredible. It's one of the cleanest lakes in North America. But you know what Lake George's true name is? They renamed it. Its first name was the Lake of the Blessed Sacrament. It's not Lake George. The original name of that lake was the Lake of the Blessed Sacrament. You know, it's like Mississippi River, which they named later for an Indian name. Do you know what the original name and the name of the Mississippi River is? It was named by Marquette, the River of the Immaculate Conception. That's the name of the Mississippi River. So anyway, you can see these Catholic foundations that have been stripped of our heritage. Now, speaking of stripped, the natives stripped Isaac Jogues naked. Um, they slashed him with knives, they beat him, and they led him to the village. And there with Rene Gopal, which is another missionary, Fred, uh, Jesuit, please pray for the Jesuits, um, besides being beaten to the ground and assailed, he was hit with sticks and fists. Uh, the hair was torn off, the beards were torn off, their nails, and actually their fingers were, were chewed off. These were men of extreme courage. All right. Now, what's finally noticeable about these guys is they, they didn't worry about themselves. What they were most worried about was the attack on their Christian brothers 
brothers and sisters. So the first of all the martyrs of these that we're talking about today was Rene. Now, he was uh, hit by a tomahawk in 1642. You know why he was killed? He made the sign of the cross on a child. Kind of similar to what we're facing today. We may not be physically killed for doing it, but we hear we can't do that. Well, actually, people now have run so afraid that we think we can't mention the word Jesus in public. We think that we can't acknowledge Christ in public. That's actually false. People will scream that the Constitution, separation of church and state, is actually not in the Constitution. There's no mention in the Constitution of separation of church and state at all. That whole thing came from a letter to Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptists in Connecticut. And you know what he said about separation of church and state? It was not to protect the state from the church. It was to protect the church from the state. So this has all been misconceived. Well, anyway, what happened was these guys remained 13 months in slavery, just enduring things beyond belief. Um, then they were actually freed. Isaac Jokes was freed and he returned to France and he had to get special permission to celebrate mass because he had no thumbs. They were cut off by the natives. Now, I look at that and I went, there's a priest. How dare a priest today say, oh, I have to celebrate a second mass. I have to celebrate a third mass. As one of our older priests said here, you should be thankful that you even have the chance to celebrate a mass. You should give thanks to God that we have the chance to still celebrate a mass in public here in the United States before that freedom may be stripped away. How dare we think that, that oh, I have to do this. That should be the greatest joy of a priest's life. And it certainly was to Isaac Jogues. How beautiful. This is, my, this is my hero because his thumbs were torn off and yet, and he canonically could not celebrate mass. Without your fingers, you can't canonically celebrate mass. He had to get a special dispensation from the Pope to be able to celebrate mass without fingers and thumbs. And yet he did. And not only that, you know what he did? He actually requested to come back to North America. He asked to come back. What a guy. And he did. He came back. And at first he was well received. But again, the natives started to blame him. And on October 18th was actually yesterday. But we celebrate his feast today because yesterday St. Luke. In 1646, he was entering into a cabin. Again, just down the road from here. And he was struck with a tomahawk and then beheaded. And his head was put on a pole. His body was thrown in the Mohawk River. And a lot of people point to, and we hear a lot of this now, part of the, the topic of destroying our nation's history is that there was this paradise, a utopia before the Spanish Christians arrived in the New World. And if you heard a homily I did a couple weeks ago, about a week ago, it was actually on Columbus Day. That's the point of that movie Apocalypto, if you remember Mel Gibson's movie, is he addressed that issue that everybody wants to now teach our youth to erase our history because it's nothing but racist, it's nothing but slavery, and 
Actually, this was not utopia before Christianity arrived. In fact, if you read, slavery pre-existed the arrival of Columbus. There was horrid slavery here in the New World, in the Americas. There was also human sacrifice, cannibalism, heart extraction, castration, kidnapping, concubines of women, pandemic warfare. The Spanish Catholic colonization of the New World, they believe, saved millions of lives because they got rid of things like human sacrifice. You know, modern anthropology now says there were about 250,000 victims of human sacrifice to the Aztecs alone. That means there were millions. Now, the sad thing is, I can sit up here and say, yes, we as Catholics got rid of that. But if we as Catholics are standing by why the new genocide of abortion is happening, we're turning right back into that. And so we have to realize, yes, in one sense, the, the utopia didn't exist that we like to be told it was. But the Christian Catholic world that was brought in the faith helped save many lives. Now we're turning back to sacrifice, human sacrifice again. I think it's an important lesson. But you know, there was still the moral law. You know, the natives still were good people. There was a, there was a moral law there. There was a natural law there. Um, do you know, for instance, uh, the Indians that captured Isaac Jogues with a Mohawk, right? Part of the Iroquois nation. You know what the Mohawk is? You know, they had that strip of hair that went right down the middle where all the Indians had longer hair. The Mohawk had a single strip of hair and it was high. It was, you know, kind of high like this, straight up, and they were shaved on the sides. You know why they did that? The men did that out of charity because when they were in warfare, they didn't want the enemies to scalp their women and children. So they made their scalps more appealing by having the high hair and the strip that they could be scalped and not their women or children. So even in the midst of extreme paganism, there was the natural law of God. The natural law that even amongst pagan faith, the men were willing to die for women and children and the innocent and that's why they had their hair straight up and shaved on the sides so that they would be more appealing to be scalped. It was an act that they would give them themselves. So the natural law of God was present even then. So there's good. I don't want people thinking I'm just being critical. What I'm being critical of is the fact that we don't want to return to these errors and these ways, but we want to build on them. Yes, we want to recognize beautiful Native American peoples, but we also don't want to condemn the church and their missionaries that brought the faith to these people, starting with Isaac Jones. What an example and what a beautiful time that we need his help, because right now the thief is coming in the night and we don't want to be caught off guard because these, all the things that these martyrs and the seeds that their blood gave is being now prepared to be taken away. Not only the gift of human life, 
not only the definition of marriage, but even our religious freedoms. So please pray, pray for the North America today through the North American martyrs that we may stand strong and be, as God said, to whom much is entrusted, much is expected. And I tell you what God entrusted us with the most, freedom of faith. And so let us not sacrifice that. This is not a political talk. This is a talk of the very foundation of what these men died for. And let us not let it be in vain. God bless all those martyrs and let us in our special way not let ourselves fall back into paganism or back into disbelief, but rather see that they were willing to give their lives for God. Thus we should as well. Maybe not as red martyrs, but as white martyrs. And today is a day that we're going to have to face that battle. So praise be to God that we have these great martyrs to pray to. So St. Isaac, Jogues, and companions, pray for us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.